0: Before we start the show, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Their support keeps this show free for you. Have you tried Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals? Yes, you heard me. No cooking, no prepping, and no cleanup. Making eating better every day easy. These no-prep, no-mess meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. Plus, there are over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Ditch the meal prep today. Get started and have a week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash peace50 and use code peace50 to get 50% off. That's code PEACE50 at factormeals.com slash PEACE50 to get 50% off. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connective parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Parenting books can be daunting the length, the amount of information, and the time it takes to read and understand the material. Hand in Hand Parenting has a booklet set that has become what I recommend and use with all of my clients. The Listening to Children digital booklet set teaches you the tools of connection with examples in a concise and easy to read form. Because I'm certified through Hand in Hand and I adore all things connection, I have become their partner. If you buy this extremely useful booklet set, a portion of the sale will go directly to support this little podcast and its production. If you go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting, you can buy these extremely helpful booklets or anything else in their store. Again, you can go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm Michelle and I have a lovely guest, Sterna. She is from Sterna Suisa on Instagram, and she empowers parents to empower their children to be the best versions of themselves. And I love that. It's so great. She's in the process of creating an online community of parenting through connection. And she is a mom of four, which I just told her that's a badge of honor. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Why don't you tell me one thing that's going well for you? Thank you so much, Michelle, for inviting me. And it's a real pleasure talking to you
1: one thing that's going well is speaking to you right now.
0: Great. I'm so excited that you're here. We are going to dive into the idea of our children telling us no. It's the ever controversial parenting moment when your child flat out just tells you no. So let's dive in. What is it about this no that I think that has parents so worried and in an uproar and having such a visceral reaction to it. I know I did when my kid first told me no. So what do you think? Well, you see,
1: when I think back of the first time my child said no to me, I remember just looking at her. And at the time in my life, there was so many adults around me <laughs> that I was trying to say no to <laughs> so freely. And here, my little two-year-old is freely saying no to me. And I was actually not capable of doing that to other people. And I wanted to, I wanted to just say no without explaining myself without feeling bad about myself. And it just literally kind of felt like smack in my face kind of where now I had to accept my child's no, and it was really hard for me. And also a part of me was saying, staring out, you don't want to shut down that part of your child. Like you have a hard time saying no today, right? So now your child's saying no. So it was kind of like, a feeling where I was felt really stuck, you know? Yeah. And I remember discussing about this with my husband and for him, it felt different for him. It was more like, how could our child say, no, she needs to respect
0: us. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So she needs to do what we're telling her. Yeah. And the other thing is when you have all these adults around you, especially Adults that are having this conventional wisdom or this conventional way of viewing life and parenting, they're all watching you saying, thinking, like, what's she gonna do? The kid said no. She's gonna have to make him comply. And it almost puts this pressure on you where you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna fail here if I don't get this child under control.
1: Yes, that is so true. And we also could feel like we're being judged and like we're failing as a parent because our child is yelling at us, no. So I think a lot can be going on inside of
0: us. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard place to be and come from. And at the same time, try to honor yourself and honor your kid.
1: Yeah. And I actually remember sitting with that with my child saying no. And then I remember realizing, as much as we might not like it on the moment, it's actually really important. It's important for them to say, no to us so that one day they could say no to the peer pressure of their friends. And they could say no to a coworker that's wanting them to do something. So it's with us that it begins, right? This practice of being able to say no and voicing it and to be
0: respected. And if we don't respect it, I think in my house, I always felt like I wasn't heard. And so I just kept saying no. And then I became really loud and like, overbearing with the way I said no, because I felt like I had to say it so strongly and so hard and so definitive. And I would wait until I got to a really bad place. And that's no good either. And I think kids can either go either way. Maybe they won't, they'll shy away from saying no, or they'll stick in really deeply there. And that's a tough place to be as an adult.
1: Yeah, that is so true, Michelle. And also, if we don't accept our child's no, right? Who's to say that their yes is a real authentic yes, right? Are they shutting down a part of themselves just to go with our flow and saying yes? Or are they really being authentic when they say yes to us? So Mm -hmm. if we accept their no's, we can also accept that
0: and know for sure that their yes is a real authentic yes. I love that point. It makes me think too, like, to what degree are they worried about the relationship they share with us and worried about how we feel and how we feel about their no. And will they just comply? But what does it do to our relationship with them? Will it create some sort of rift? Will it create actually more no, because they're feeling controlled? Yes, exactly. And when
1: children are very young, many of them just say yes, when they really mean no, because, you know, we hold all of their needs. Mm -hmm. So Of course, they're just going to comply and not want to be in conflict with us, right?
0: Yeah, I think subconsciously, their subconscious brain tells them like, I'm not going to get my food, my love, my shelter, my existence won't be what I need it to be if I don't maintain this relationship with this big person. And if I tell them no, and they feel poorly about me, I'm jeopardizing my life. Yes. Yeah. I think I relate to that as a child also being
1: able today and had to work on saying no to individuals and voicing that you know part of me that really wants to say no and yeah. not just that.
0: So what else can you tell us about no? What about the practicality of it all? Like, of course, it would be lovely if our kids always said no, but how do we garner the yes? How do we promote the yes and the cooperation? Right. So for sure, there are many things to take into consideration.
1: I would say the first is to observe how many commands and demands are we asking of our child, right? Like, what are the things we're asking of our child throughout their day? If we're constantly asking of them to do things constantly, then maybe that's, we're having really high expectations. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Of all of us, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I would strongly suggest that when we approach our child, To formulate our question as best as possible in a way that we're showing our child, this isn't a command or a demand right now, right? I want to collaborate with you. I want to work something out with you, right? So for example, my child, one of them, my eldest, had a hard time taking showers for a while. And I remember approaching her, you know, we already went through a schedule of how many days a week, showering was acceptable, and we set the dates, She was telling me what days she'll take a shower on and everything was set up. And of course, she still had difficulty when it came to Wednesday night and Wednesday was shower day. So instead of saying, you must take a shower right now and then she can answer me yes or no, I would approach her in a way where I was understanding of where she was and opened up a way of collaborating. So I would approach her and say, I know how difficult showering is for you. I know that you don't like it, you know, and I would tell her all the things that she didn't like about it. And I get it, I get it. This is really not something you want to do right now. And it's also Wednesday and today is shower day. So how are we going to go about this? How can we work this out together? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That would bring a different type of reply from my child, right? It's not a yes or no, it's she would talk to me and tell me what was going on and then we would problem solve the situation together.
0: Right, I like that. And I like how, you brought her into the making part of the decision. Like, when does she want to take the shower? Is it after dinner? Is it before dinner? She's going to get it done, but they have some control and some free will to say, I'm not going to do it right this second. And is that okay? Exactly. I like that.
1: And I think that really makes our children feel good in our home, that they get to decide things for themselves, right? We're not always the one telling them what to do and
0: when to do it we have so much control. We control what they eat, often who they play with, what they wear, where they go to school, what vacations they're taking. If they're going outside, if they're not, I mean, there's so much control going on. And if we can give them places where they can have control, that garners us a lot of respect. And it also helps
1: them feel good. Yes. And when we take control of decisions for our own life, we're most likely going to follow through, right? It's something I decided for myself, right? Mm -hmm. This is what I feel is best. And then we'll follow through, right? And problem solving is very much explaining what my needs are, right? I need to keep your body safe, I need for it to be clean. And then my child explaining what she doesn't like about it, and then
0: finding a middle ground. And there's always what to work with. There really is. I also feel this one other point, like there are times when my child isn't doing well, just disconnected in general, and they'll find a place to stick in. They'll be like, no, I'm not unloading the dishwasher. And that's that. And I've sometimes had to say, okay, but I'm holding the limit here. I expect this dishwasher to be unloaded at some point. I understand it's hard, but I've had times where they will have a huge eruption around it. And I'll say, that's okay. You can have your huge eruption around it. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to listen to your feelings around it. But in the end, maybe not in the moment, we're going to circle back around to that dishwasher and we're going to hope that it gets done. And sometimes I'll just listen to the feelings and let the request go. The other day I did it with Pia. She didn't want to do it. I listened to her. She slammed her door, went in her room. I followed her in. I said, I know it's really hard. She had a total tantrum. Not sure it was necessarily about the dishwasher. Maybe it could have been other stuff coming up. And I said, I get it. And she calmed down eventually about 10 minutes later and I let the dishwasher thing go. I was like, let's see what happens here. 10 minutes later, she went out and did it herself. And I think there's something powerful in that just letting our kids have their feelings if they wanna stick in and say no and then that we stay and listen.
1: I love that you share that, Michelle. And it brings me to a thought of mine where sometimes we get thrown off when our child says, I don't wanna do something, right? And really it could just mean that They're sharing with us how they're feeling about what we're asking of them, right? What they're about to do. And oftentimes, those emotions, right, of them saying, I don't want to do it, or they're upset, right? And all of that frustration coming out is actually a sign that they are working towards it because they've accepted it somehow, right? They're upset about it because they know it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. If a child has no emotional expression to the request, then it's kind of like, Oh, no, it's not happening. Like, I don't even care. I'm not even upset about it, because it's not happening. But if they actually show those emotions, it means they're working towards it. And they're upset about it. But It's about to take place. So not to get thrown off. Oftentimes, if we go into their emotions, and then we get upset at them for feeling upset, then it's kind of like, even if they were thinking of doing it, now we kind of lost the chance of even giving them that opportunity, because it's like, you judged me, right? You judged me that I would do it when really, I just wanted to share with you how I feel about this
0: right now. Yeah. And maybe it's just how they feel inside. And they're using this request as a way to get it out because they're like, oh, this is a good place. I can have my feelings. And I feel like when I validated the dishwasher, I wasn't so sure. Like she had had a friend thing and there was a school thing. And I'm thinking, she's not doing well. And me listening to her, maybe I was validating these other unprocessed feelings that were bubbling below the surface and just was like, oh, dishwasher request came at the wrong time. And that was when we all have done that. You know, We're mad at the guy who cut us off in traffic when we're actually mad at X, Y, and Z that happened six hours ago. And so I think there's always an opportunity to listen to feelings. And I think the other thing in conventional parenting that people stick into is that our kids have to adhere to everything right now. And that if they don't, that somehow we've been disrespected. That if we can flip that thinking that we get so much more space for everything.
1: Yeah. And actually accepting that maybe right now is not the moment is being respectful. You yeah. see, we're respect to our children. And like you said, you can revisit it later. It's not an emergency. We can come back to it later.
0: Yeah. I attribute all of the major shifts and changes in my parenting to Hand in Hand and Patty Whitfler. I could not have achieved the inroads to more connection with Esme and Pia without the Hand in Hand parenting approach. I owe this method and my sanity to their tools. That's why I've become an affiliate partner of Hand in Hand Parenting. Purchasing their products using my affiliate link directly supports this little podcast at no extra cost to you. I recommend the Listening to Children digital booklet set to all of my clients. It perfectly explains the listening tools and has been something I constantly return to myself. These tools are the heart of what I've learned myself and what I teach my clients. If you go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting, you can order them and also support this podcast in the process. So go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting and learn the essence of connective parenting while also supporting the peace and parenting podcast. I will also put the link in the show notes. I love how you talk about cooperation and getting them to buy into or be part of, and just this whole idea that you're working together to get to a goal, right? The shower is the goal. So how can we get together? I love that, Stana. Yeah. So good. To always remember also, Michelle, that it's not me
1: against my child. It's me and my child facing a challenge. We're in this together. And with this approach, it's a very different approach when we come to it that way, right? It's not me against my child. We're both facing something that we need to
0: discuss and work through. Yeah. I want to say too out there, like I've done the wrong thing a million times. I've yelled at my kids when they've told me no. I even to this day will be like, well, I'm you can't and I'll want to threaten them. Like I think it isn't perfect. I'm not perfect at it. And there are times when I still lose my mind and I've had to walk away. And so if you're trying to do it this way and it doesn't sound like the way we're talking about, that's okay because we're all working to get there and you can get there. It's just, Little tiny baby steps and just different ways of thinking about it will get you there. Oh, yes, of
1: course. Of course. I am far from being perfect myself. And honestly, I work with every interaction. I take it one interaction at a time. Sometimes that interaction didn't go as well as I would have liked it to go. And so I go back to it and say, I wish I would have approached you differently, you know, and I talk to my child about it. And every interaction as it comes,
0: yeah, it's not easy, this parenting stuff. And if we were parented and conventionally, it certainly makes it even harder. And so I have a lot of empathy for all of us out there trying to do it differently because it's hard. Okay, what else can you tell us about saying so, no? Right. So the way that we say no
1: to our children, right, when they want something from us, if they have a request of theirs, the way we say it to them models to them how to say no to somebody, right? So we need to also kind of think over how are we
0: saying no to
1: our children?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because how do we want them to say no to us? Exactly. Or their sister. Yes. Their brother or their grandfather. We don't want them (laughs) saying no the way my parents said no to me. That's for sure. No or else. Yeah, so that's why it's challenging for us, right?
1: Because what comes out automatically of us is the way (laughs) we were told no as children.
0: Yeah. And then you get triggered back into your childhood mind when this is all happening, because it reminds you this relationship, this child parent relationship is so familiar, but the familiarity is that you were the child, right? And so often I know I get triggered right back to where I was when I was 10 or eight or whatever. And then I operate from there as opposed to trying to operate from my bigger mind. And it's hard. Yes. And
1: the way, like, for example, when I say no to my child and my child for example, continuously asks this of me, right? Sometimes children will continuously repeat the same question, right? So we're saying no, continuously. And I always like to remind parents, children can have as many desires and wishes as they w- want. And we can step in and set our limits around things, right? So yeah. it's not they know what our child wants, that they're not maybe gonna persist. It's actually a wonderful thing that they're trying to get what they want, right?
0: I like to, when they ask over and over again, I like to use play and be like, oh, did you? I think you asked again. I guess you want a lot of hugs. you need hugs? That's what I was thinking is that the kid who asked 10 times gets 10,000 hugs. The kid who has 20 times gets 20,000 hugs. So I ask away because I love giving hugs. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hug is always the
1: solution, honestly.
0: Yeah. It can be, right? It really is. Love is always Answer. It is. It's not easy though. It's not easy to come that place when we're so frustrated and we hear no, or we, we hear the same thing over and over again. It's so hard to get to that like fun brain. But I know for me, it's been like a total rewiring and it's helped me immensely. And it's like, it moves the whole situation. It moves the thought and the experience for both of you. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. My dear, did we get everything or do we miss a point here? I think we mentioned no that saying
1: no is not disrespectful, accepting the no is disrespectful. Yeah. We mentioned that, right? Yep. Yeah, we did. I think
0: so. I think we mentioned everything. We got it all. Yeah. Wow. We did it. Well, what's one piece of advice or one thing that you would tell people who are trying to parent this way or who are struggling with hearing no, what's one thing that you give people as a little gem going into this whole parenting thing? To always remember
1: that our children aren't trying to give us a hard time when they say no. To really think of it from a child's perspective that they're really having a hard time with it.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's such a hard place to get, but it's so important and worthy of being in because it makes a lot of sense and it helps it be easier because it's not about us. And when we can say it's not about us, it's just about them. So we don't have any stake in the game anymore. We're just there being supportive. Yes, exactly. It's liberating and also can be very challenging at once. Yeah, I agree. You were so lovely. Thank you for coming. I love your IG posts. I love what you're putting out there. And I'm sure parents are just gravitating towards you left and right because of your great information and the way you are and that you're a mom of four. That's incredible. And so thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. It's a real honor to have this discussion with you. Great. Well, thank you for coming to the Peace and Parenting Podcast and listening to our lovely episode on No. I hope you got a lot out of it and we will see you next time. That's all for now. I could talk to Sterna for days about No, the meaning behind it and what we gain from accepting No from our children and look for ways to collaborate instead of demand. I love her ideas around the word No. I know this is a sharp deviation from where I started my parenting journey and likely much like some of you. Reframing no and allowing our children to stand up for themselves and have free will is scary and yet very empowering for both of us and them. I look forward to connecting with you again next week or somewhere in the online world. Thank you for all the kind reviews and ratings. If you have a minute... And you'd like to enter to win my online course, How to Stop Yelling, take a screenshot of your review and email it to me at michelle at peaceandparentingla.com. That's all for now. Much love. See you next time.